Welcome to the Open Doors Initiative podcast. My name is Jan McDonough. We work with companies, NGOs and government to create employability for marginalised groups. These include people with disabilities, migrants and disadvantaged youth. You can visit us at opendoorsinitiative.ie. This series looks at mental health and employment and is produced in conjunction with the Community Foundation and Bank of Ireland. In this episode, I spoke with Dill from Inside Matters, a counselling, psychotherapy and wellness centre offering inclusive and affordable mental health services. I set up Inside Matters with my wife, Anne-Marie, and it was because uh, we found when we met 10 years ago that we both had the experience of not finding inclusive, accessible, you know, migrant and LGBTQI plus affirming mental health support services. That was our experience. When myself and Amri had our own respective mental health issues before we met, we both reached out to services and found that there weren't any. So when we met, she she was qualified to be a psychotherapist. Um, we decided to set up Insight Matters and that's 10 years ago. And I'm, I'm, I still can't believe that now we're in a place where we really responded to a need because, as I said, now we have 85 therapists and I myself now I'm in, I'm training to be a psychotherapist uh, in my third year and I started my client work just last October. I'm the poster child for uh, diversity, uh, intersectionality. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a woman, I'm a lesbian, I'm a migrant, I have mental health issues, I'm a mom, I have a, a son who's five years old and a daughter. I've grown up in Italy, Sri Lanka, uh, lived in Bahrain and now in Ireland for 20 years. And, and I know now, especially as I'm training as a psychotherapist, I know the effects to the, to the system, to the body when you are, when you feel different. Because when you feel different, automatically you don't feel safe. And I'm only now realizing uh, how our brain works and how uh, amygdala is constantly scanning our environment to see whether we are safe or not. And, and it's really, as part of the training, you have to be in therapy. I've been in therapy for now three years um, weekly. And only recently I uncovered the, the, the reality that I've actually never felt safe. I was the only child in my school in, in Rome who was of color. Um, you know, when I moved to Sri Lanka at the age of 12, I was always regarded as a foreigner because I didn't speak uh, Sinhalese. Uh, and then when I moved to Ireland 20 years ago, well, sure, it wasn't diverse then, even though it is more diverse now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's become more inclusive because it, it wasn't, before a migrant stepped foot on Irish soil, Ireland was not inclusive and welcoming towards members of the traveling community, people with, with uh, disabilities, uh, people who, who grew up in disadvantaged areas. Uh, I, I worked in recruitment for, for a decade and I, and over and over again, I would have employers telling me, please go ahead and send me candidates, but don't send me candidates who live in Finglas, Bellymun, Clondalkin, uh, or, or Tala. And I was like, but what? I mean, that's just an address. You could have an incredible potential employee there, but you just ruled them out just because of their address. And you wouldn't even, they wouldn't even consider seeing them for interview. I used to always pack that information and, and literally send them the best person for the job. And sometimes I have to say I, there was, I would win a secret uh, battle where the person went off and, 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 and actually the company actually ended up hiring a middle-aged female uh, African woman living in Balimun, you know, so it, it, ha- it didn't happen very often, but it did happen. I was like, yay. You, you talked about feeling safe. 
What effect do you think this has on people who are applying for work here? You know, with all the variations, with the difficulties of COVID now, but in the past of being different. What, 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 what happens to people? What effect does it have? You know, even before you take into consideration what's happening globally, it's the fact that if you don't feel safe, and I talk about this a lot around um, the training that I do around self-care and looking after your mental health, especially during these times. Um, I mentioned about the, the, the amygdala and how it's constantly scanning the environment to see whether we are safe or not. And the, what's interesting is it could be even uh, like, okay, so if you're walking down the street and a, and a car is coming towards you, you know that that's an ab, absolute threat and you have to get out of the way to save yourself. And, and your amygdala would then uh, kick your autonomic nervous system, your, your uh, sympathetic nervous system would then kick in and adrenaline would you know, rush and you'd be able to kind of jump and, and you become kind of superhuman in those instances. But your body will react exactly the same way if it perceives a threat, it might not be an actual real threat. So I always say, you know, if you're if you're if you are expecting an, an irate email from a work colleague or or, or an angry um, customer, um, and now if you log on to uh, some news site at five forty-five on a daily basis to hear hear the number of infections and how how many people have died because of COVID nineteen, your 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 you know your your amygdala is flooding your body with messages that you're not safe. And what's happening? So a lot of people are constantly in living right now in in in, in a level of anxiety, you know, constantly. So that's if you are a white, middle class, Catholic, yeah, Irish, you know, you name it, that you'd be experiencing that anyway. But then on top of that say you're a six foot black man from Nigeria, or you have uh, some, some disability, or you're a member of the traveler community, uh, or you're from the LGBTQI plus community, you know, so, so you can imagine the level of anxiety is just going, so because you feel, oh gosh, if I got COVID-19 and then if I, if I didn't have to go to the hospital, uh, would I be treated equally? Would I feel discriminated? The thought in their head is definitely going to be there. Am I going to get the same treatment? Am I going to be treated equally, um, or is my, I, you know, my identity going to uh, cost me my life? That's not a thought that should cross anybody's mind when their life is at risk. So even if it's not a reality, even if it, that, that's not that's not what might happen, but the person might feel that there's a la the lack of representation in 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 either the, the health services or just like the, the, the information they see is all very heteronormative or is very white, you know, all of that is going to send messages to, to the amygdala. I'm not safe because I'm the only one here that is, you know, sticking out like so tough here. So that's not going to be good for our immune system because if you are not feeling safe, your body can't actually function normally. How would that apply to employment? Say someone was looking for employment and they're coming from a place of difference. How, how does that work or doesn't work as the case may be? Well, as I said, I had 10 years uh, experience working as a senior recruitment consultant. I started working actually in that recruitment agency as a kitchen porter, uh, pretty much after about two, three months after I arrived in Ireland. And I got lucky because um, we got on really well and they had a position for a receptionist uh, at the time. And I was hoping to get a work permit because I came over on a, on a student visa I was doing, I was studying uh, so, social, uh, social studies at the time. Uh, so they employed me 
and I, I learned the ropes, you know, from the very bottom, you know, I started from scratch and within a couple of years, I was a senior recruitment consultant, bringing in 70% of their annual income. Um, and this was a time that this is 2002, 2003, this is when, you know, you had the, the massive um, increase in inward migration for the first time in Irish history, there's people wanting to come here, you know, and, and wanting to stay because I always found people, Irish people very confused. Okay, you're here, but you, surely you're going to go back. What? You don't want to go back? You want to actually set down roots and live here? But why? And 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 I think it's because uh, for years, Irish people felt that Ireland was not really a good, great place to live. So they couldn't understand why people were coming here and wanted to stay. I, I saw firsthand the, the discrimination that happened, you know, because recruitment consult agency were used kind of as a as smoke and mirrors, you know? So like, if, as I said, employers would tell me, please don't send me anyone who's this or that. They would literally practically give me all this profile of what they wanted, uh, who, who they wanted. And I used to always push that aside and say, thanks very much for the information, but he, here the candidates, everything would best suit your position. And this was in a time where there was huge economic growth. Like I, just to give you an example, I like, for me, I still can't believe that this is what, what I did. 200 CVs a day that we used to kind of scan through. Um, on a daily basis, I used to do about four to five interviews, uh, and there was a team of about five or six uh, uh, agents, recruitment agents. And even with all of that massive recruitment drive, by the end of the week, if you looked at our jobs board, we only filled maybe 60% or 70% of the jobs. So there was a time in Ireland where no matter how many people were coming to the country, there there was just there was just not um, not filling all the jobs that were that were there, you know. So juxtapose that to now, <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, I just, I, I just don't want. I wouldn't want to be in that situation now. A, a migrant coming into the country now, looking to uh, create a, a new life uh, for myself, uh, and 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 then so that migrants, and then you have people people of coming from a place of difference. Because it's just the discrimination has probably gone through the roof. I mean, it, it's common sense. I don't, I don't need to see studies. I don't need to see research uh, provided by you know some equality authority or whatever. It, it's common sense. I've seen it working, uh, and like there's there's people who are being laid off, who are white, Irish, you know, from from maybe locally even who might even know that people who are working in the in the company so if they're being laid off what what chance does someone who comes from a place of difference have so what advice would you give them in terms of keeping their mental health you know their wellness faced with all that you know it, what 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 could you say to someone who's looking for work who's finding it hard to get a job or who's lost a job you know what is there any supports they can put in place to help themselves? Well, I've seen an increase for sure in our own service in Inside Matters, uh, an increase of uh, migrants, especially, looking for mental health support, which is heartening for, in one respect, because stigma is very high, especially within the migrant communities. Many cultures would not have a notion of what mental health is. I didn't know what mental health was when I first accessed the services of one in four back in 2006. Uh, I, I just knew I was feeling suicidal, but I didn't really know what psychotherapy was and what what, what happens once you walk into a psychotherapy room. You know, um, you've got you've got cultures that actually li liken mental health issues to being possessed by the devil. You know, so that so the stigma is is just you know yeah, yeah you can't even 
can't even put it towards. So therapy is would be an incredible resource for anyone. Um, there is low cost uh, therapy available. We provide low cost therapy. Uh, it's 25 euros per, per session. There's a very small waiting list. You can also go down the route of the counseling services through the HC, but I hear that waiting lists are, are, are really, really long. And I suppose why, why, th why therapy? I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can Google uh, around self-care tips, you know, obviously eat well, sleep well, exercise, uh, stay in contact, try and stay motivated. But, but for me, the relationship with my therapist is what helped me improve my relationship with myself and then ultimately improve my relationship with the world. Uh, and, and now I know I'm able to, if, if someone is to take advantage or you know, cross my boundaries, I'm able to say, hey, you can't do that. You know, that's, and do, do it in a, in a non-confrontational, uh, assertive way. Because I know, because of all the discrimination I'd experienced, all the rejection I'd experienced over the years and being othered, uh, you know, people say we carry chips on our shoulders. I, I didn't think I had chips. I had a whole forest on my on my shoulders. So, so if even someone kind of barely looked at me sideways, I'd be like, "Are, are you? Are you? What are you going to do?" You know. So, so it's really important to be able to unpack all that stuff in a safe space and make sense of it, and then heal those wounds. So then you can then go off and have a healthier relationship with your workplace. I used to have a very unhealthy pattern I had was. When I worked for someone, my employer and my job was my number one priority, you know, so irrespective of what they asked me, how many hours they wanted me to work, you know, it was like, you know, if they said jump, I would say, you know, how high, because, and, and, and then there was an unhealthy element because I felt that they, I, I felt like I was trying to create a family in Ireland uh, and create a sense of belonging with my empl employer. And that's not healthy because ultimately if there's any exploitation or anything where they're trying to take advantage of you, you, you will actually ignore it because you think, you know, I, I don't want to jeopardize displeasing or, or not being liked by employer by my employer anymore, you know? So, so these are all really important things that can only really be unpacked in, in therapy. And then the big one, self-worth, you know, are, are you like I, for the longest time, I didn't feel worthy to have a, a job where I was respected where I was treated equally to the, to the person standing next to me, you know, I felt I had to work 10 times harder and, and not ask for a raise uh, because in my mind, somewhere I felt this person, this company was doing me a favor by giving me the job where all the while I was doing the favor, you know, but you know, it shouldn't be really that way. It should be just an equal exchange. You know, it's like, I, I'm, I'm doing a job, you're paying me a, a, a right um, fair amount for the, for the job. And when, when the clock uh, strikes a five or six, whatever, I'm gone. And I, I have then a good life, work-life balance. And you will find with people who come from minority groups, they don't have that sense because they feel I've got a job, I've got to hold on to it as if, I'm, <laughs> as if my life depends on it. And then they end up burning out. And that's exactly what happened to me back in 2006. I got myself in a situation where I worked so hard um, for the recruitment agency that I burnt out. And, and in one way, it, 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 it led the way to, to going, going and accessing psychotherapy um, that really helped me kind of reclaim the life I was meant to live. You know? So go for therapy because at least you'll have that one individual once, you know, 50 minutes uh, a week who will give you that unconditional positive regard irrespective of what you say to them, no matter how angry you are or how 
you know, if you want to swear at, at how unfair the world is that you got, you know, thrown out of this job and, you know, or that you feel you don't have any worth, there's going to be another person on the other side of the room, two meters away from you and all that jazz, you know, looking at you like you, 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 you're, the only way I can describe it is like you're standing in the sun, you know, and you've got this warm light and you can bask in it. And that's what you really should have got from your own parents because you're kind of replicating things that, that should have happened when you were younger. And many people had that. Uh, and it's always good to kind of recharge your batteries, but there's many people who didn't receive that. So especially people from various uh, minority groups, like I was thrown out of my family home when I was 16, when I came out to them. So I never ex experienced that unconditional acceptance uh, from my own parents. And therefore I, am const I was constantly looking for it from my environment and in, in the healthiest uh, uh, possible patterns, you know? So, so you get to kind of re uh bring all these kind of things into the therapy room and you 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 experience this connection this incredible connection with with therapists that will make you believe that that you know you're going to be okay you know and 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 this this is the space where if you want to ball your eyes out you can't because that's the one thing i really annoys me that people are keep keep saying think positive you know just don't don't be so negative just think positive and you'll be fine you know go for another walk <laughs> have another meditation but the reality is these negative thoughts are there for a reason it's a crappy time you know i don't know anybody who's um who's happy with 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 with, with how the world is at the moment irrespective of what your situation is everyone is being impacted uh from a mental health and a physical health point of view so those negative thoughts are just symptoms so you need to you know welcome those thoughts you know be curious about them give them a hug, embrace them. And then guess what? When you do that, they'll actually disappear by themselves. But if you try to actually push them down, ignore them, or even replace them with positive thinking, these negative thoughts are going to grow arms and legs and hair. <laughs> and one day it's just going to jump out of, out of nowhere and you're going to feel overwhelmed. So these these emotions are all valid, you know. So, so just let them out, air them, and call a call a friend. Uh, you know, talk to yourself. You know, talk to a therapist, and then that'll make way for for more positive thoughts. But at least they're not being manufactured; they are actually coming naturally. To find out more about the work of the Open Doors Initiative, go to our website, opendoorsinitiative.ie or check us out on Twitter at Open Doors to Work and on LinkedIn. We look forward to hearing from you.